Welcome, hello, welcome to A Coach's Perspective. I'm your host, Jenny Hopkins, and this show is presented to you by Great Southern Bank. Great Southern Bank is serious about convenience. With nearly 100 banking centers in six states, hundreds of ATMs, and mobile and online banking services, you're always in touch with your money. Learn more at greatsouthernbank.com, member FDIC. Other sponsors that we are so grateful for, and they are hand-picked on this show, Highland Dairy, Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar, Story Construction, West Logging, Greg and Melinda Burnett, and Springfield Yard Cards. So I have a rowdy crew in the studio, and I'm very excited about this show. This is going to be, um, we're going to peek inside Evangel Men's Basketball. But before we do, let's recap last week. Last week, we had Alexis Fibble on the show out of New York City. She is a coach, a health and life coach, a basketball coach. Um, she's also a recruiting consultant. She has helped multiple Division One, Division Two NAIA athletes um, land at their college of choice. And she was an excellent interview. So if you want to listen to that, you can go to a coachesperspective.com and listen to it there. Or we're also on Apple iTunes, Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, or Helium Satellite Radio. All right, so let's get to this rowdy crew that's in the studio right now. So tonight, um, this crew I feel like is 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 a special, special program. Uh, and I'm excited to be able to showcase them a little bit tonight. So I first want to welcome the head coach of the Evangel University Valor men's basketball team, Coach Bert Capel. Yeah, thank you for having us, Jenny. And this is obviously not your first time on the show. Yeah. yeah. And we, we've always had a great time talking a little bit about a coach's point of view and, and or a coach's perspective. That's really what I should have said. Um, and I want to congratulate you because this is your second year. You're no stranger to the Evangel sideline. You know, you were a player. Um, and, you know, you were an assistant coach before that. But this is your second year as a head coach. Uh, you went 22-10 and 10 last year and had an appearance in the national tournament. Um, but this is something I think is really special. That is your home base. It really is, and it's a very special place for you to coach. Tell me a little bit about what it is like to lead your alma mater. I mean, I think every time you approach the game, you have a little bit different perspective, right? You just, it means a little more. Um, guys that I played with and professors that I had class with and people I graduated with, you know, they're they're backing the school. And so I think there's a little something there where, yeah, as a basketball coach, you're competitive and you want to win uh, and you want to help the guys win. But it means a little something different when you know you're representing probably something bigger than yourself. And, you know, when you get texts or calls after a game or saying we're supporting you or praying for you, we see the game, it, it – uh, I mean, it means something because you know it means something to them, so it, it certainly means something to me as well. That is true. And, and as a player, you were very successful. You were all-conference player. You scored over 1,000 points. That is, that is fantastic to be in that club, um, and you won a national championship. Yeah, I, I had a great experience while I was there, and that was probably part of um, my interest in, in being here now. I, I enjoyed my experience. We had a great team. Uh, I didn't realize how good the team was when I first arrived, not being from the Springfield area. Um, and, and that stuff made a difference. And I feel like, and, and these guys will tell you, a lot of the things we talk about uh, are based on my experiences as a player and the team we had and what we took to be successful. And you know, a lot of things you do as a coach are not only things you see other people do, but the experiences you had. And I take a lot of those experiences as a player because I know what it feels like, I guess, in those situations and 
and try my best to, to pass it along. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed my time here for sure. That is wonderful. And then you, you were hired as the head coach, and you searched and you searched and you searched yeah. for an assistant coach. You a lot kept of looking. Re- looked at a lot of resumes. <laughs> you kept looking, and you ended up, you finally found one that was right next to you, and that yeah. was Jackson Capel, and I want to welcome you to the show, Coach. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, okay, Bert, it's not a competition. It's, it's really not a Everything competition. Everything is always a competition well, between us. I'm just so. saying. If it was, no, I would win. Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. Wow. Okay, let's just, I'm just giving the snapshot here of these career highlights. Three-time All-American. Um, you're currently the all-time leading scorer. You scored over 2,000. I think you had 1,000. You had 23, 37. That's an incredible amount of points. I didn't have a three-point line. (laughs) (laughs) Four-time all-conference player. You still hold records in that, um, in three-pointers in a game, season and career. Uh, you played professionally in Spain, Germany, Switzerland. You made all league over there. You're both in the Northern Kentucky Hall of Fame. Congratulations on that. That's pretty, that's wonderful. And you're also in the Evangel Hall of Fame. So it's, it's not really a, a competition, but dang, that's pretty good. I, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, did, he, did he write that for you? <laughs> did I get all that that's right, yeah, uh, yeah, I think you got it all. Most of it, at least. <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, if it was a competition, you know. I would win, but uh, we're, besides that, it's 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 always fun working with my brother. I mean, uh, we've had we have a lot of good times, and so you know, again, when he talks about his experiences, I had my experiences, and we're able to put that together and kind of you know teach these guys you know uh, a better way to play basketball. So, uh, and again, these guys are great. So you know, uh, being with my brother, being with these guys, it's just like. Uh, it's a joy every day to come to work. So That is wonderful. And I, I'm glad. I, I have two brothers. I really do. I have an older one and a younger one, and I try to keep them in line as best I can. <laughs> um, and, and we get along fantastic. But working with them, I'd have to be in charge. You know, that's just how, <laughs> how yeah, it is. We struggle with that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think that's something that is unique, too, because, you know, you want to, if, as coaches, you want your teams to be like families. Um, and, I mean, literally and figuratively, this is – um, is what you have right here. And I, I know that it's very special um, for you to have this relationship and to be able to have this opportunity. Yeah, we've always been pretty good friends growing up. And when he left for a while and, and I went and did the coaching thing, we were away and we always talked about if one of us got a coaching job, we'd always try to bring the other one along just because we have very uh, similar experiences with Evangel. Our philosophies are very similar. And so getting the chance to coach together just made it made it a lot more fun. So it's it's worked out pretty good. Fantastic. All right, well, let's uh, let's meet some of the players that you brought in. Um, and I, I'm going to have uh, – I want to ask you as we meet them, you know, a little bit about them. So let's uh, have Coach Capel. You're going to introduce some of the sure, players. Yeah. But first, um, we're going to introduce Autry Acord, and he is right here. I know that name sounds familiar to a lot of listeners in this area. He's from Parkview High School. And I'm so happy to, to have you on the show. Um, I would describe you as never-ending energy. Um, I feel, you know, you're averaging a little over five rebounds a game and you are a guard. Um, that is an impressive statistic right there. Well, thank you. So tell us a little bit about what makes Autry special. Yeah. So Autry, he played here before I'd come back the, the first time, um, and got to know him a little bit. He wasn't playing on the team at the time. Um, what you might not know about Autry is he's married with two kids and so he's, he's had a lot of life experiences so far at this point in his life and, he wanted to come back and he wanted to be a part of basketball. And I didn't really know him before and we had a couple discussions and 
you know, he said, hey, here's what the rules are, and he was cool with it, and he came, and he's been unbelievable since. I mean, in order to balance school and a family and basketball and all those things that come with it, it's hard, and he's done a good job, but he, he's done a great job. I know the guys love him, and he does a great job, um, especially on the defensive end, too. So curious to see what Autry has to say. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Well, tell us, why did you choose Evangel? Um, well, when I first chose Evangel, was from my high school coach, Coach Brown. He had a connection with Coach Jenkins, and uh, I took a year off because I tore my ACL in high school. And so pretty much that was my connection there to get in the door, and then me and Coach Jay just had a great relationship. So I enjoyed playing for him while I had the chance. So. Fantastic. Wonderful. All right, and you also brought um, Josh Pritchett. And, Josh, you were at Rolla High School, and one of the things that, you know, I've been able to, to broadcast the games the last few years and I feel like Josh Pritchett is always on the roster. It's um, you, you have been a staple for this program the last few years and been a very consistent force. Um, and I'd really like to say you do this well and this well. You do a lot of things well. And so it's only an hour show, so I'm going to like, <laughs> talk a little bit about um, what your contributions are like for this team. Yeah, so Josh, when, when I first came back to kind of help Coach Jenkins out, uh, Josh it was Josh's first year, I believe. And you could kind of see from the beginning, like you said, you could do a little bit of everything, but it was a matter of kind of maturing and getting stronger and, and understanding now what his role was. And I kind of gotten out of anybody here, got to see Josh progress uh, during those last few years, and he's done a great job. He's a great leader, and uh, we, we certainly wouldn't be where we're at without him. That's pretty high praise, Josh. Yeah, thank you, Coach. How, how I you? only say these things on the radio. <laughs> right. And the, he doesn't the say that to my face. <laughs> it is recorded, so you all can uh, listen to that anytime you need to. But, Josh, tell us a little bit about um, how you landed at Evangel. Um, so, initially, I, I didn't. I went to Rockhurst up in Kansas City my first year out of high school. Um, Evangel recruited me that first year when I was in high school, and I decided to go somewhere else. But then, after that didn't really work out, I kind of reached out to Coach Jenkins and uh, try to get down here, and he's, he was uh, happy to bring me in, so that was good. And then uh, from there, I mean, it just kind of grew, and I I mean, I liked the, the school and the people and everyone involved and then the coaches and everything, so uh, that kind of just played a big role into it. So Makes a big difference, and congratulations to you. You got married in August, yes, right? Yes, yes. Cassie, good. shout out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Audrey. He's learning well. He'd step yeah. up here and give a shout out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Shout out Morgan. <laughs> there we go. That's right. That's right. Not a competitive group at all. Mm -hmm. um, so we have Brock Smith next, and Rock, you are from Republic. And I, I'm so happy that you are here because I, I want to publicly say what an inspiration I think you are. I know that you've had a lot of attention lately with what you have been through. Um, I just want you to know um, how much I appreciate you sharing your story. Um, and I know that Coach Capel can give us a little snapshot, but I have a couple of questions for you. But what is Brock contributing? To yeah, this? so just uh, quickly, Brock was, as soon as I got the job, Brock was almost my first recruit. He was available, and I kind of knew who he was and had reached out to him. And I felt like it was a perfect fit, and he said yes. And it was basically that summer he started showing up. We don't have a ton of guys from Springfield here, so we probably had five or six guys working out at the time, um, him being one of them. And I would say probably a month into the summer workouts, um, after regularly coming three, four days a week and doing everything we do, he approached me and was like, hey, give me a heads up. I got a doctor's appointment. There's, there's a lump on my neck, and we just want to check out make sure it's good. Very passive conversation. Didn't think anything about it. I said, okay, you know, just let me know what happens. Um, then he kind of called me and told me that it 
it wasn't just a lump. And, you know, only knowing him for about a month, I, I felt like he was already family and the guys treated him like he was family. And so to kind of go through that with him, you know, there's all those emotions at first when you find out. And originally he was going to be a big part of the team. I mean, he wasn't, I, didn't, I wouldn't bring him here just to sit the bench. I mean, he was going to be someone who was going to contribute. And then, uh, you know, and, and Brock will tell you a little bit, when he went through the chemo treatments and stuff, we had to figure something else out. Who was going to step up? And at that point, what were we going to do? Was was he going to be able to play again? Do we recruit somebody else? You know, do we find someone to replace him? And uh, we just felt like we wanted to, to wait it out with him, and we felt like we had the guys we wanted to be successful at the time. And then when Brock was ready, um, he'd be able to fulfill that role. But um, he's been awesome. Just seeing his progression personally as a coach, and seeing where he's at now, it's it's you don't realize it. And even watching the little article or, or the little video that came out uh, on KY3 yesterday about that brought up a lot of memories of like, man, that was that was pretty crazy. And even them asking me during the interview about him, you know, he he's been done for a while. He's been a part of the team. And so for other people that maybe don't know the story, it was new, but to us, it was like, oh yeah, Brock Brock went through that thing. I totally forgot about that, but. Um, but he, he's been great, great addition, fits in perfect, and uh, you'll see why as, as he plays. Well, and Brock, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot a little bit and ask you to kind of go deep for a second. You know, there's a lot of people out there listening that sometimes have challenges and they, they have these roadblocks in their way. Um, you you took it on like a champion. I mean, I, I hear you're stubborn, so that helped, right? Yeah, I'm very stubborn. <laughs> and competitive. Yes, and competitive. <laughs> but how did, you know, how did you find the fortitude to, to continue fighting and not say, okay, well, this just isn't my path. I'm, you know, I'm just going to, I'm not going to continue in sports. But you wouldn't be denied. You came back and fought from this. Yeah, um, that first, you know, day initially when I got that phone call, it was really hard for me to grasp. Um, you know, I was questioning, you know, how long I was going to live, if I could ever play basketball again, that type of stuff. And then, you know, that next day I just woke up and I said, I got to do this. You know, it's I can't change it. It's just a part of life. And the only way you can move is forward. So, you know, I put that put that into perspective. And, you know, I worked, worked really hard. Um, I'd say the journey back was even harder than the chemo treatments itself because, I mean, everything that, you know, I was accustomed to doing since I was a freshman in high school just went down the drain. You know, I had to work for everything to get it back all summer, you know, um, and I'm still, I think I'm pretty close to being 100%, you know, and so I'm still working to get to my, to where I can help the team out as much as I can. Um, so I'm still still working my tail off to get to that point. And congratulations Thank on this you very path much. I appreciate and what it. you've accomplished. It really is inspiring. It's very motivating. Um, but I, you know, I also know you you got work to do, and you're going to continue doing it. And and I admire that. And what a beautiful place for you to be to have this love and support along the way. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Coach Capel, uh, Coach Jackson, and all my teammates. You know, they were they were phenomenal. Every time I'd come to practice, I'd get. You know, they'd dab me up, I'd get hugs, they'd be excited to see me. So, you know, it it definitely felt like I was involved, even though I wasn't, and it definitely felt like that I was wanted there. So Well, you are very involved now and contributing very well. So thank you for what you're doing and um and of course, last but not least, but appropriately so, a freshman. <laughs> We're gonna introduce a, a freshman and I wanna welcome Garrett DeVault to the show from Norwood. And you know, he you won a class two state championship. You were um, class two player of the year. Um, congratulations on that. What a tremendous um, high school career that you've had in multiple sports. You're also a tremendous baseball player. But 
Um, what made you decide to land um, at Evangel? Um, it was the closest for me, and uh, my cousin played here a year before. He played he had a really great career here, and I was just uh, trying to continue the tradition. I think that's fantastic. Tell me a little bit about what you're expecting from Garrett. Yeah. No pressure, Garrett, but pay attention. Right. Yeah, no, well, it's funny. I, a couple of years ago, I was at the Final Four State Tournament at Missouri State, and uh, wasn't going to watch anybody in particular, and was watching the Final Four game, and I'm like, man, this kid's pretty good. Yeah, not and bad. And <laughs> so started doing a little research on him, realized he's a good kid, um, local kid for the most part, and so we just we just kind of got on him pretty quickly, realized that, hey, he was just a junior during that year in the state tournament. He had a whole senior year and knew we were going to have our hands full with recruiting and, and wanted to jump on him early before anybody else knew about him. Um, and it was one of those things where we were on him enough that he liked it and felt it was a good fit and committed before the season even started, before maybe school even started. Um, I was actually with Jackson. We were eating dinner at Mexican Villa when he when he texted me. And so <laughs> I walked out there and took the call and was excited. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, as freshmen or when you're first new to a team, um, it's it can go two ways, right? There's There's not a lot of good players or talent in front of you, so you get a chance to play right away. And sometimes there's some pretty good older guys, and, you know, you don't – it just makes it harder, you know. Um, I remember I it's probably similar to mine, same situation, didn't know – I was joining a pretty good basketball team, and so you, you just kind of learn. But he's a good player. He's going to be a good player. I think he's in a good situation because he can kind of learn um, what it goes, just less like anybody should. But um, if he takes it and learns from it, he's going to be pretty have a pretty good career. Well, you play with a lot of energy, and I can appreciate that about you. You Thank can you. tell that you have a lot of fun playing. Thank you. I do. All right, well, we're going to we're gonna take our quick break, um, and we're going to show some gratitude to our sponsors, and we want to thank Great Southern Bank again for being our presenting sponsor. This is Jenny Hopkins. We'll be right back on A Coach's Perspective with Evangel Men's Basketball. Farmers, and they've been providing a great selection of nutritious dairy products since 1938. It's a proven fact from scientific studies and professional dietitians that the ideal sports beverage recovery drink available to athletes after a workout is chocolate milk. And Highland Dairy has the best tasting chocolate. They're a proud sponsor of a coach's perspective. Uh, do you all agree? You like chocolate milk after a workout? Yeah. Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> well, it has to be Highland Dairy. Remember that. <laughs> so we're back with Coach Burt Capel and Jackson Capel and players Josh Pritchett, Brock Smith, Garrett DeVault, and Autry Accord. And we're talking Evangel men's basketball. And, and right now you're in the middle of your season. The national rankings came out. You're ranked number 22. Um, I, I had the pleasure of watching you knock uh, number four off their pedestal the other night, Oklahoma Westland. What a great game. And then you just played science and arts on Monday and you beat them as well as they were previously ranked. And so that that is a, a great way to start your season, Coach. And I know that, that this player has a lot of strengths and they have a chance to do something really special if they can continue to put these pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year, you're always curious what's going to happen. Uh, we Jackson, knew, Jackson and I knew we had a lot of returners this year. Last year, there was a lot of question marks because they didn't know us and we didn't really know them. Um, but this year, we came into and knowing what we already had, and, and we expected to hit the ground running. Um, we stubbed our toe probably a little early. Uh, maybe it, it ends up going to help us. We'll see. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's exciting year, and, and we'll just see where it goes. Just take it one game at a time, and, and hopefully it turns out how we want. 
You know, one of the latest statistics was that, you know, only 2% actually get to play um, through an entire program of college athletics. So this is kind of a definitive moment in your lives, right? You get this great opportunity to be on a collegiate program. Um, I'll start with Brock on this question here. Tell me what it's like um, to have, to be able to um, be on this team and this particular team. What do you think is special about them? Um, I think, like Coach said, you know, a lot of us, you know, have, had college experience, you know, playing a lot of returners. Um, I didn't get to play last year, obviously, but I was around the team, you know, watched practices, was at a bunch of games, watched every game online that was on the road. So I knew, you know, what was what was going to happen, knew the ropes. And I just think that our chemistry is a huge reason why I think we could be successful. Um, we're very unselfish. You know, we we like to get each other involved, and it's, it's a true brotherhood. Uh, I think we would do anything for each other. That's well said. Um, Josh Pritchett, anything to add to that? What is special about this particular team? Um, I think Brock kind of touched on it, but we have a lot of depth depth that I think is uh, important to us. I mean, we can go 1 through 12, 13, 14 guys that are very solid basketball players. I think that kind of um, helps with us because no matter what, we know that we have that next next man up mentality. So I think that definitely benefits us. like that. That's a great point as well. Garrett? I just feel like uh, one of our big things is we're as close as a family and uh, nothing breaks that apart. That makes a big difference. Autry, anything to add to that? No. <laughs> <laughs> well did. Talking like Made a great a teammate words. right there. I like that. I like that. Well, and, you know, you do play a lot of people. You, I mean, they're, you're subbing in and out. Um, you know, I, as I broadcast the games, um, you know, that keeps me busy right there, just, you know, the substitutions, which is wonderful because you got to have the fresh legs and you got to have everybody has a certain role. Um, I'm going to ask Jackson this as, um, you know, as the assistant coach, sometimes when subs come out, one of your roles is to talk with them, you know, and, and, and say, hey, work on this or you're coming out because of that. Um, and it's all kinds of different reasons. So, um, you know, how about that role for you on this team and, and how well received is it um, and how coachable they are when you're playing so many people? Yeah, uh, you know, I love talking to the guys. Like you said, they're, they're, they, they listen very well. They, they want to do what you say. They put a lot of effort into uh, accomplishing what you're trying to tell them. So, you know, it's, it's encouraging to, you know, when they come off the court, if, if, they, if they have a question for me, I can answer it or – uh, if they're doing something, uh, they can be doing something better. I can, I can help them with that. But again, it's, it's nice to be able to talk to them and, and really all the guys on the team, they, they do a great job of listening and, and understanding what you're trying to accomplish and, and do it well. So I think that makes a big difference. Takes, makes a big difference. It sure does. All right. Well, well, speaking of, of taking breaks and substitutes, we're going to have to take our next break. Um, and we want to thank Highland Dairy again for sponsoring this segment, along with Greg and Melinda Burnett as they support local and thoughtful radio. We'll be right back with Evangel Men's Basketball right here on A Coach's Perspective. sponsored by Bill Grant Ford in Bolivar. They are located in Bolivar, Missouri, and they know cars and trucks and SUVs, and they know service and how to keep their customers happy and loyal. I've been one of them for over 25 years. You've got to give Kelly Grant or Shane Rainey a call. They will take care of you. They'll do a coast-to-coast search, 
and then we'll find exactly what you're looking for. Give them a call at 417-326-7671. We want to thank Craig Lehman with Shelter Insurance, also sponsoring this segment, along with West Logging. Go to westlogging.com. Danny West will give you a free consultation and treat your land like his own. So we have Burt Capel here. We have Jackson Capel. We have Josh Pritchett. We have Brock Smith. Garrett DeVault, and Autry Acord, and we're talking Evangel men's basketball. And first off, coaches, I want to ask you a little bit about, you know, when you were successful players at Evangel, um, what is it that you took from your playing days that's helping you shape your coaching style? I'll go first. Uh, Probably for me, the biggest thing is uh, that year that we won that national championship. It was just, uh, I think as a player, you just think it's going to happen every year, and then you look back and you realize it just doesn't happen that often. Um, but a, a lot of the things that probably me coaching, I take from from that year. Just not that not that every team is going to be the exact same as that team, but you look at why we were successful. You know, whether it be the depth or the family atmosphere or the competition or the preparation and all these things. And so, I think as a player. You see that, you you go through it, and then you say, this is, we're not that team, but there are some good things we did on that team that I feel like will help us be successful too. And so for me, it was just probably that year that, that we had that run that, that certainly helped. So. There are a lot of variables in play for a run like that. There really are. A lot of people don't realize. I mean, you can be a phenomenal team and lose in the first round. Um, so there are a lot of different variables. Um, and then you can you can be a team that is is a really solid program and, and win a national title and i think you had a lot of the elements that year definitely in line for that um coach cable you have anything else to add or coach jackson cable uh, yeah <laughs> uh, i mean I, I like to try to take uh things that i've learned through my uh, entire playing experience and try to uh help now my players you know learn from you know mistakes that i've made or or uh you know things that i've learned to be successful so you know Taking stuff from everything and trying to put it together and, and make it the best cohesive, you know, thing that they're easy to understand and that they can accomplish, I think is, is my goal as a coach. You know, I've, I've had a lot of bad coaches. I've had a lot of good coaches. So kind of trying to like take what I've learned from the good and, and putting away the bad and, and just trying to make that the best experience for, for them is, is kind of my goal. Being able to mesh all of those different styles you've been exposed to, that can yes. make a, a big difference. And you have been exposed to a lot of different styles. You really have. Being able to play overseas, you were able to even take things. I mean, you had coaches where there was a language barrier. Yes. That had to be challenging. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. You know, some most of them spoke English, but, you know, sometimes there's a translator that has to, you know, you know tell you what's going on or, or something like that. But, again, there's it's it's not just the language, and it's, it's also the culture and the <laughs> – you know, all that stuff that you kind of deal with and, and, and so many different, you know, around the world, there's so many different perspectives on, you know, how, how basketball is supposed to be played. So, you know, you kind of learn it, it really broadens your mind to learn, you know, all these different uh, things that you didn't know, you know, growing up. So. Well, even if we speak um, English, I remember needing a translator sometimes <laughs> <laughs> with my players. Oh, wrong room, right? I can read the room. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right, so players, let me ask you a little bit about, um, you know, I, I want to know a little bit about handling pressure and how you do that. I think that that is one thing that I watch collegiate athletes, and you all have been in some pressure cooker situations on the court. Um, and then you feel pressure a little bit off the court. You know, you have to manage your time as a collegiate athlete. You've got class. You have practices. You've got games. You've got weight sessions. You've got film sessions. You've got all of these things. Um, you, maybe you have a social life. 
that might be thrown in there some too. So how is it that, how do you handle the pressure of being a collegiate athlete? Um, and Autry, um, we'll start with you this time. I say uh, communication is key. To handle pressure, you have to know what's going on at all times and then preparing for whatever is coming up in basketball or in life. You've got to over-communicate. For me, I think it's the biggest thing to be able to you know, understand what's going on, what's going to come, and you know, just be able to attack it head on. Being organized helps, doesn't mm. it? Yeah. Absolutely. Josh, Pritchett? Um, I would say staying steady no matter what. I mean, you're going to have days that just feel like they, they're dragging and that you have a ton of homework or hard practice and you don't have much time to finish things. Uh, but just kind of staying steady and making sure that you do your best to just do your best and then keep on going no matter what. So. Well, and, I, and I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, too, because, I, you know, in games, um, you've been in situations where there have been intense calls or there's been either mistakes or celebrations. It's on one side or the other. And you always seem to keep steady. Maybe inside you're, you know, blowing up. I'm not sure. But you always keep, keep a steady head. Um, at least you have me fooled. So tell me a little bit about how you do that, because you see a lot of players that, that um, in my opinion, kind of overreact. Um, oftentimes, and they, they lose a little control with their emotions. So I'm not talking about celebrations, and but I'm talking sometimes they let their emotions get the best of them. How do you keep yourself steady? Um, I think that a big part of that is just trying to, like, lead by example and, and show uh, the rest of the team what they kind of need to do to just uh, stay focused and stay on point during the games. Um, I don't think that getting too hyped, either happy or sad or mad, um, is going to be – super beneficial uh, in the long run for a lot of things. So uh, trying to stay level-headed just in those moments, kind of just it's, it's for the team as well as it is for me, just trying to um, just stay focused, really. So That is nice. Um, if we could bottle that up, wouldn't that be nice, Coach? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so nice. Yes, it would. <laughs> yes, definitely. All right, so Brock, what do you, what do you think? How do you handle um, pressure? Um, you know, I – just try to focus on doing my job the best I can. Um, you know, if I'm getting too emotional or worrying about, you know, a call or, you know, how much playing time you're getting, then you're it's just taking you away from the big picture. Um, you're put in there to, to do your job, and I think that if you do that to the best of your abilities, everything else will take care of itself. And I also think looking at teammates helps helps pressure a lot because, you know, you have some of your teammates who are up and down or – you know, high, highly emotional, and you need, you know, those players like Josh and those level-headed players who know how to keep their emotions in check, and then it, it works as a, as a support system, you know, through the team to where we can all keep each other at a level to where we're still able to do our job and get the job done. Well, and I, I can compliment you, too, because I watched you in high school as well. Um, you have a high basketball IQ, and it kind of goes with what Autry was saying earlier about being prepared. Talk to some of the younger players about how important it is to be a student of the game. Um, you know, I think a lot of younger kids especially um, get caught up in, you know, flashy stuff. You know, Steph Curry hit step back threes, you know, all this stuff. And for me, it was always, you know, it was cool to watch that stuff. But I was always interested in, you know, what screens were being set and, you know, what defenses were being run. Like that stuff was always more important and interesting to me and, you know, Coach Fisher and Coach Brown at Republic really drove this into my brain that um, you're just supposed to do the right thing all the time. You know, you're not supposed to be a hero. You're not supposed to do the flashy thing. You're supposed to do the right thing. And, you know, Coach Fisher came into Republic, 
first two years won back-to-back state championships, and <laughs> yes. everyone bought into it. You yes. know, and that's that's really where it started. So I'm very thankful for those guys. But that's just how I am. You know, I'm not. I don't want to be flashy. I just, you know, I want to do the right thing. Right, um, and you know, and, and and congratulations to Trevor Fisher. I mean, he's a great coach, and um, both of those coaches are tremendous. I think that that is one thing when you can have those kind of mentors. Um, it, it's really important. Out of curiosity, what what is your major? A uh, biology major. Biology major. I want to be an optometrist. Okay, well that's okay, but you could also be a coach. I could. As, uh, yeah, I, I definitely as, could. A biology teacher and a coach. Yeah. It's not out of the question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. All right, Garrett, what do you think? How do you handle the pressure? I mean, you're a freshman. There's expectations. So tell me about uh, how do you handle that? Um, I just want to try to make sure my head's right before and just put myself into like a comp uh, uh, position in my head. I always want to be prepared for things that are going to happen during the game and just where I've practiced all these things before they happen. Yeah, that's fantastic. All right, so my, my next question has to do kind of what you were talking about, and that is knowing your role on, on the team, knowing your role. And that is very difficult. I mean, everybody would love to be the um, Jackson Capel three-time All-American superstar, right, um, including Coach Capel. <laughs> um, no way. <laughs> but everybody has to have a role. Brock was just saying it. You've got to have someone that's going to set the screen. You've got to have somebody that's going to get that rebound. You've got to have somebody that's going to curl off of that screen and read that screen. You've got to get someone that's going to hedge and get through uh, when they're getting screened. So talk to us a little bit about um, knowing your role and how important that is because each one of you have a different role on this team. Um, and, and Garrett, I'm going to pick on you first because you are a freshman. Here you are. You didn't step off the floor for Norwood. And now you have a little bit of a different role, and it's a, a very important role. How, are, how do you um, accept that and embrace that? Well, yeah, I thought coming into practice like the first day, I'm like, oh, I'm going to be able to score at will, and that is not at all the case. I realized very quickly that <laughs> What I did in high school does not mean anything anymore. I mean, it was cool what happened, but now they could care less. And I, I just realized that I need to be a spark off the bench, and Autry's helping with defense a lot. I think I've improved vastly on that. Uh, when people would have thought of me in high school, they would have thought, oh, he's terrible at defense. That's his break time. I'll try to score on offense. I mean, I'd love to score the ball, but right now with this team, we're so much older. Maybe in the future that could be my role, but right now, uh, come off the bench, be a spark, score a few buckets, and uh, do my job. Yeah, that makes a big difference. And, and you know, I can say, uh, and Coach, I'll, I'll ask you, that when you have a freshman come in that was a, kind of a big fish in a little pond, if you will, they can go two different directions. Um, as coming off the bench, they can, uh, they can, they can pout, um, they can have a pity party, and that really doesn't serve them very well, but they do it. Um, or they can do exactly what this young man said, and, and they're going to embrace that role and do the best that they can in it. Yeah, I think anytime you're recruiting, you you at least for me anyway, I I try to be open. You know, I don't want to take Garrett for example. Say, man, when you come in, you can get you, you can shoot the ball whenever you want, do whatever. Because if I'm doing that just to recruit him, and then he comes and he realizes that's not the case, he's going to be unhappy. So I, we've had our conversations, but he he's a good player, and it was hey, listen, if, if you can get yourself. 20 doing the role we need you to perfect if you can't but you're still the spark plug off the bench and you're doing what you need to do we'll take that too because um because like you said everybody has a certain role they can fill and Garrett has a uh like almost all the guys on the team they just they have a an attitude that they want to do what's best for the team and Garrett recognizes a hey, here's where we're at at this point in time with these players 
and he wants to be a big part of it, and he's done a, j- a good job filling his role. Not that he won't go out there sometimes and, and score more at times, or maybe sometimes he doesn't, but he gets in there and he does his job, and, and any time you get in there, you just do the best that you can. And I'm going to venture to guess that you love and one calls. <laughs> That's when I can get the most hype. I loved him in high school. And I love him <laughs> just a hunch. Just a hunch. Very good. Yes. Well, I love, I love that. I love the way you play. Keep that up. Thank Keep you. that up. I really um, appreciate it. Yeah, Josh, let's go to you. You you are a leader. There's a little bit more pressure on you. But at the same time, you know, you have this role. And you've been in different roles throughout the program. Um, but now they, you are somebody that the team looks to. How are you embracing that role? Um, I think that just in general with our team, uh, like I said before, we have a lot of guys that can do a lot of things. And me just trying to uh, lead them by example as far as everything goes, just playing hard and um, doing everything in that in that matter. Uh, I think that is just as important as me going out and scoring the ball. Um, anyone on our team at any given night can can score 20 points. I think that that's very crucial to having a good team. And uh, with that, just it kind of just pushes me to just go play hard the whole time. And then if I score, I score. If not, then who cares if we win? So I think that helps a lot. That does help a lot. And when you have a leader that has that attitude, that is a, a welcoming environment to the to everybody that has their role. Um, and, Brock, I'd like for you to also answer that question is, is, you know, how are you embracing your role on this team? You have a very high IQ. You can see a lot of things on um, the floor that need to be done. Uh, yeah. Um, my, my favorite part about my role is, you know, getting people open. I love to set screens. I love to – to make the right reads, you know, because, I mean, in the end, getting other people open is going to lead to you getting open. And I obviously do not care how much I score. I just want to win. And we have, like Josh said, any anybody on our team can score 20. Um, and I think a big reason why we can be really successful is, you know, if someone who's accustomed to scoring 20 doesn't score 21 game and someone else does, they're happy for them. You know, it's not, oh, I didn't score 20 this game. I think that... We're very unselfish in that fact, and um, I I really enjoy my role because, you know, I'm just, first of all, just happy to be part of a team again, and then, um, you know, I like like the dirty work, you know, making open shots, uh, you know, help defense, rebounds, getting people open screens. That's that's the best ball I like to play. Yeah, that's wonderful. Fantastic. Autry? Um, I think probably the same with Josh is just leader. I'm, one of the, I'm probably the oldest guy on the team. So just bring in my experiences of, you know, playing with Coach Jenkins and Coach Capel, and also bring in uh, just setting the tone on defense, bringing the intensity. Sometimes we don't have that right off the bat, so it's up to me to bring the guys in on the second unit and be like, hey, we got to play better, play harder. So that's one of the biggest things, along with just playing defense. Tell me a little bit about your your mentality and your mental prep for games, because I, I said at the very beginning you are an energizer and you you can you hustle no matter what. I've watched um, you make mistakes and get up and hustle. And as soon as you do, people forget about the mistake, you know, mm-hmm. because you're playing so hard. I've seen you be, you know, um, successful and do something fantastic and you still hustle like crazy. Um, mm-hmm. how, how do you, Tell me about that mentality and what keeps you going. Um, so growing up, I was taught next play. It doesn't really matter good or bad. So you really have to know the game's going to continue playing. So if you make a good play, they're going to pass it in and go down no matter what. If you make a bad play, they're still going to take it down the other way no matter what. So just being able to play 100% effort all the time, you know, that's the biggest thing. So, yeah. 
So as a leader on the team as well, and I want you and, you and Josh both to answer this, and, and Brock and Garrett as well, but um, one of the things that's kind of um, creeped into our society um, is social media, which that's a whole show. We're not going to dive too deep into social media. But that is. Uh, but what the, the problem I feel like is oftentimes with athletes is that you suffer from people comparing each other on social media. Oh, look at this highlight reel. Look at that highlight reel. Look at this. Um, when when they had just as many mistakes. Um, how, how do you keep that monitored to where you're not comparing yourself to others um, and you're not, you're using social media for good and not evil? <laughs> um, I think that a, a big thing with our team is just how close of a family we are. Um, if, we're, if we're looking at other people's highlights together and saying, looking at all these cool things happening, I think that afterwards we're saying that the, our guys can do the same thing. Like we believe in each other no matter what. And then also, like, with our social media, a lot of our stuff is is produced from uh, the coaches and then Big Toe uh, does a lot of our videos and stuff like that. And I think having that and then after a game, you get on Instagram and you see um, a, a highlight tape of our team and we're, we have 12 guys doing making a good play and then you see all that together. I think that's a big influence on us. So Yeah, that makes a big big difference. I think also whenever you see someone doing good, there's also like a player who's sitting on a back screen, and they're always showing love for that. You get a back screen, you shoot a layup, they're showing, hey, good job, pointing, touching, high-fiving. Everybody does that. That might be Brock Smith doing that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Him, <laughs> shout out to Jace, he does that a lot too. Yes. So yes. And you have a whole team that does that. So it's not just you just taking a guy off the dribble. You know, you're getting it in the motion that the, the coach has instilled in us, so that's how you know the whole team's together. Right. Another shout out to Jace. He's got taking charges down to a science. Oh, yeah. He, I buy that ticket every time. Yes, sir. <laughs> shout out to Jace. That, that, that's because he can't block shots. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just in the way. <laughs> um, Brock and Garrett, what do you have to add to to that? Um, how do you um, keep from comparing yourselves and staying focused on valuing your contributions and valuing the contributions of your teammates? I think. Uh, ultimately, we just want to win. Um, you know, highlight tapes are are a thing of itself. You know, they're cool to watch. You know, especially like when Big Toe, you know, films all of us at a practice or a game. You know, we all get some love in there. Um, but it's ultimately comes down to we want to win ball games. You know, we're we're part of a bigger picture. Um, we want to go go all the way, and we have a really good time doing it. So, and I think a huge another huge part of that is you know the bench contribution. You know, even kids that you know don't get to play. You know, I, I didn't know if I was going to get to play, but I knew that, you know, there is some way that I can contribute. And even in those highlight tapes, you can see the bench doing their job. So That's fantastic. Yeah, I just feel like uh, we're so close. I never even really thought to compare uh, any of us. So that was a great thing about being so close with each other. That's fantastic. Um, well, this hour's flown by. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it. Um, but but Garrett and, and Brock and Josh and, and Autry, thank you for joining us tonight. I appreciate it so thank, much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank thanks you for having us very much. And Coach uh, Caples, Caples, how about that? Coach Caples, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. And best of luck in your conference um, season. I know that's right around the corner. And, and congratulations on your national ranking. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hopefully we can keep it going. Yeah, keep, keep it up. Thank you. All right, and uh, we're going to move into our post-game talk. And, and next week we're going to talk gratitude. Um, it's Thanksgiving, right? So it's the day before Thanksgiving, and I'm going to be cold-calling some of my former coaches 
and I'm going to be talking with some of them. So if, if, if your phone doesn't ring and you're one of my old coaches, sorry about that, but I'm going to be calling some of them, and, and I, I hope that they answer one when they see me calling. And we're going to talk a little bit about some gratitude, and we're also going to have some special guests that are also going to be calling their former coaches as well and showing gratitude for what they've done in their lives. Um, you can go to a coachesperspective.com for all kinds of show information. Now for our post-game talk. Great teams have leaders, and leaders that will lead vocally um, through actions and always through hard work. Leaders can be the stars of the team, they can be the leading scorers, or they can be those key bench players that give a spark off the floor. Um, they can even be that player that can that doesn't contribute much on the floor, but they have that attitude and that the team needs their positive energy and their love for the game. Leaders praise uh, when jobs are well done, and they guide and support in times of needed improvement. And leaders love the sport they play, and they believe in the common mission of the team. Leaders have courage, strength, wisdom, and they take adventures by getting out of their comfort zone. They also recharge with times of serenity. And my guests here tonight are leaders, and they're navigating through challenges and triumphs, all with grit to compete and be successful. So remember, no matter what your role is, and no matter what your role is on what team you are on, you have the opportunity to be a leader, emerge as a leader, because that's how champions do it. And I'm going to remind you, as I do each and every week, be a good human and live your life like a champion. Live like a human champion. This is Jenny Hopkins, and this has been a coach's perspective. Do you have a special event coming up? A birthday, an anniversary, a graduation, another life event? Do you want help with that celebration?